Hello. Hello. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of Here I Do. Podcast that is going to give you a play-by-play on a Jamaican-Nigerian wedding in Cancun. People, as you can tell, we have a really good episode for y'all today. Um, but before we dive into that, we haven't done a review in a minute. So just kind of want to shout out a recent review that really meant a lot to us. This is a review from Curly Girl. Curly Girl said, shout out to the new brides over 50. Hi, ladies. I don't remember exactly how I found your podcast, but have been listening for a few weeks now and absolutely love it. I'm a newly engaged mature bride over 50, and this episode 145 was life. Shout out to Gina. I, too, am a Brooklyn girl born and raised, although I live in Atlanta now. I love everything about her story, and so much of it resonated with me. My fiancé is also a New Yorker, and I almost died when Gina said their song was Moody's Moot for Love, because that's going to be our last dance song. I loved and learned so much from all the episodes I've listened to thus far, but this one really made my heart smile. Thank you for all that you do. We will be hashtag tying the knot with two T's on October 2024. Oh, that's cute. I love that hashtag. That is really cute. Tying the knot. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hey, curly girl. We're in Atlanta too, so we're always here for Atlanta listeners. But we love that you love that episode. That was a very fun one for us to record and really glad that we got a chance to you know, highlight stories like yours and Miss Gina's. So absolutely love that. If you hear that we've read your review on this episode, feel free to reach out to us. We will send you a prize. Thank you to everybody that's left us a review so far. We will be reading them on the episodes, as I've mentioned before, probably at least twice a month. So make sure you tune in to hear your reviews. Anyway, this was a good episode. I don't really have a hypothetical or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure I could, but the way my life has been set up, I just want y'all to get into the episode. That works for me. I know it does. We have a very, very special guest with us today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. I am Danielle Joy. I am from Queens, New York. Shout out to Queens. A queen from Queens. And I am a speech language pathologist by day and creator by night. Destination bride, Jamaican, all the things. We're excited to talk to you about your wedding and your experience, your planning process, all of the things, because you have a very unique, in my opinion, wedding story, which I think is great because we don't get to hear a lot about, you know, weddings like yours. So we're excited to be able to chat with you. So excited to be here. I'm a big fan and I'm excited about this conversation. Oh, awesome. Well, first, first, first. Okay. You got to tell us about your husband. Like, how did y'all meet? Okay. Um, (laughs) I met him. He actually slid into my DMs. It is a modern love story. He slid into my 
Facebook DMs um, with guidance from a friend. She told him to reach out to me and I did my little background check. I'm like, who is this guy? I asked around and he checked all the boxes. I was like, all right, let me give him a chance. He said that it was love at first sight. I needed a little bit more time and convincing, but <laughs> it's all good. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. He's Nigerian. So yeah, he's great. He's a, he's a great guy. I recommend. <laughs> but- like, did y'all have like mutual friends? We attended like sister churches because we were a part of the ah. same denomination. So I had a lot of friends. I moved around a lot and I had a lot of friends in the sister churches because we used to meet like once a month or something like that. And he was a newcomer to that church. So essentially he was like, I'm looking for a girlfriend. And she was like, I got you. And basically that's what gave him the courage to then slide and proceed in some ideas. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. You basically asked the question I was going to ask. So that, that works. Cause I was no, just trying to figure well. out like, <laughs> did he slide into your DMs unprompted? Like he just saw you out of nowhere. It was like, let me just shoot. Let my me shot, ask my friend, you know, you know exactly. like, let me get some advice. I didn't know, you know, y'all had a mutual right. friend and yeah, right. you know, she was like, yeah, go ahead and slide through. Like <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did shoot his shot. And I, it was Facebook Messenger and Facebook. I don't know about y'all, but Facebook Messenger is one of the most annoying things for me because you need a separate app mm-hmm. for the Facebook. It's just, I, I hate it. So when we were starting to talk, I was like, just here's my number. I can't do this anymore. So it was pretty easy for him to kind of just proceed from there. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes Speaking sense. about Facebook uh, Messenger, it really is annoying. Like I will miss a message on there. And I won't respond till like a month later. And I'll be like, ooh, I'm so sorry. Like for a minute, I didn't even have that on my phone because I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, you know, Facebook needs to do better. But anyways. (laughs) And honestly, no, I feel that like I stumbled across a message that I missed from like over a year before. And I was like, Cause you know, if they're not friends with you, they put that in a whole separate other place and they don't really show you like, Oh, you got messages in here. You got to kind of like look around and see like, Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh, my bad. Right. But anyway, random. (laughs) So how long did y'all date before he proposed? So we dated for like five years. It was a long time. Just shy of five years. Okay. That's not bad. I feel like that's a normal (laughs) dating range. Well, I mean, okay. Well, no, how old were y'all? That's what I was about to say, too. Because we started dating when I was 24. But, like, my whole life plan was, like, to get married earlier than I actually did. So, uh, for me, five years was just... I was, yeah, <laughs> for me. So you're saying, say, no, but you're not even 30 now? Is that what you're telling I'm us right now. now? I'm 30 now. I'm 30 now. But like, I want, like, he wants a lot of kids. And if you want a lot of kids, I'm not trying to be pregnant, like, well into my 40s. Like, I don't want that. I Like, I don't know. We'll see. But I, if I could choose, I don't want to be. <laughs> I want to get okay. that yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're old then. Oh, I mean, <laughs> at 24, at 24, I was still like, I don't want to be married. I was at nowhere home. near. I was so career focused. I was so like trying to get my life together. 
at 24. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I give it to you. To the girls who want to get married at 21, I give it to you. That was not me. <laughs> I was still trying to find myself, trying to, you know, turn up a little bit here and there, you know. But anyways. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> well, that's not bad though. Five years. That's that that's a good time. So now you have your 30s to do all of those things. Like that's what your 20s for were for. And now you can go into your 30s and that gives you a full 10 years to knock out them four or five kids. Yeah. Pace them out every two years, you know? Like you good. Correct. You good. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We are in our like mid-30s. So <laughs> Okay. We don't know this side, but anyway. Anyway, anyway. All right. One uh one last kind of like question. So how did he propose when that time came? Yeah. So at the time I thought I was going to be attending. So we have a annual friends giving celebration, me and my friends. And that's what I thought I was going to. So I got all dressed up. My friend was like, make sure you look nice. We're going to take pics for the gram. Do your makeup. Get your nails done. It's going to be great. I'm like, okay, no problem. I heard you, sis. So I do all the stuff. And then I show up to the event. He drives me there. And then literally, as we're getting out the car, he just drops out and proposes to me. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> it was like, very random. Um, I'm really glad that I look good. I think, no, actually... At the time, I think I had on a bonnet because it was definitely misty outside. So I was like, oh, God. But yes, he <laughs> dropped down and proposed. Because, you know, the hair, you know, it's got to maintain. So he dropped down and proposed to me there right before we entered the house. And when I entered the house, it had everyone um, from his family, from my family. So it was like an engagement party that my friends knew about, but I had no clue. So it was really nice. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Not so sweet. <laughs> like yeah. that means on your way there, he was probably like, Okay, all right, this is what I'm gonna say. He's right. probably like hyping himself up. Because like exactly. to get out of the car and then drop to your knee. Right there. That's a lot of yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Like he didn't have to yeah. walk far. <laughs> you know, and he was right there with you. So yeah. yeah. Right. And he's he always said that he wanted it to be an intimate moment between the both of us and not like for it to be performative. Um, so I expected it to be the two of us when he did it, but not then or there. So yeah, it was cute. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Well, we're going to get into more about your wedding planning journey and your wedding and all of those things in a second. But first, it is now time for us to play this or that which is everybody's favorite game that we play every single week where we ask our guests between to choose between this option or the other and explain why. And because you're our special guest, we will allow you to go first, then it'll be Tania's turn, then it'll be mine, and we'll circle back around. So try to kind of be on theme with our conversation. Um, but first question is, what type of wedding would you prefer to be a guest at? A Japanese Bahamian wedding or a Senegalese Ethiopian wedding? Senegalese Ethiopian. <laughs> Senegalese okay. Ethiopian. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like Why? my 
experience with African weddings so far has been like over the top and crazy and amazing. So I think that that would be a good time for sure. And everybody comes dressed to the nines. Like it would just, yeah, it would be a time for sure. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Tania? I would definitely, I mean, I've been to an East African wedding. So I'm going to go ahead and see what the Japanese <laughs> and Bahamian wedding looks like. Okay. Because I've never, I've never gone to an Asian wedding. So mm. that's real. I kind of feel like, you know, to experience more, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. See what that's about. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Taste the food, you know. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go with either, either one because the food is going to be good at either. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you'll probably be dancing all night with both, maybe more so with the Senegalese Ethiopian wedding. But it's going to be a time. It's yeah. going to be a time. So, okay. All right. So round two, let's think about the welcome bag. What okay. would you put in a welcome bag for a destination wedding? If you could only pick between these two items. Okay. We packing sunscreen or are we packing beach towels? What are we giving out? Sunscreen. <laughs> like custom beach towels. That's what I meant. But okay. Sunscreen. Carrying those beach towels, <laughs> very like you mean like miniature, like sunscreen. Trick question. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, like a decent amount for you to have at like either pack with you or have mailed mm-hmm. there so that you can, yeah, put in everybody's bags. Yeah, I'd I'd still go with the the sunscreen because I feel like. The bulkiness of the beach towels would be a thing. Yeah, it would be too much. I guess it depends also on, also on how many people. Because if it's like thirty people, then okay, I understand. But the amount of people that I had my I had at my wedding, sunscreen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get into that soon. All right, Tania, Tania, which one are you gonna go with? So know, if you know me, second. you already know I'm going to choose a sunscreen. We need to protect our skin. Even though we are melanated, we still need that sunscreen every single day. Even if you're in the house, you still need to wear your sunscreen. Because if the sun bears on your face at all or on your skin, you need to be protected. So that's that's what I'm bringing. Also, I'm saving okay. money because I was waiting sunscreen. On that <laughs> I was waiting on that. Sunscreen is less expensive than monogram towels. Mm-hmm. Also, True. that towel is going to sit in someone's closet all the mm-hmm. way in the back because it doesn't have your initials on it. It has the couple's initials on it. So what I'm going to no, do with no, someone? No, I was thinking you would you would monogram it to the the people coming, not you. Oh, well, that's Even more expensive. <laughs> yes, exactly. Even more expensive. So I'm going to go ahead and buy these little bottles of sunscreen. Oh, goodness. Here you go. Okay. Have a nice day. All right. Okay. Um. Yeah, let's just say sunscreen because... <laughs> 
You always need sunscreen. You're going to use it and you're not going to forget the beach towel. I mean, forget the sunscreen. Or if you do, it's it costs how much versus trying to stuff in a beach towel. Mm-hmm. In a and you need to reapply. So, well, yes, multiple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Especially True. if you want a destination yes. uh, trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <laughs> round Sorry, three. Y'all extra. <laughs> no, that's okay. Round three. Which would you prefer to have left at home? Again, we're talking destination wedding wise. So, leaving your wedding robe that you've spent like $200 on, or leaving your wedding veil that you spent $200 on. Which one are you leaving or accidentally left? And it's okay. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> veil or robe? Well, honestly, I didn't have a veil um, because I was very worried about the wind blowing. We were on the top of a roof, so I was very worried about just a crazy veil. So I had a really elaborate headpiece. But I would say I, I, I wouldn't want to leave my robe. I took a lot of great like TikTok real stuff with my girls in my fancy pantsy robe and um in their robes okay. too over the whole look so I wouldn't want to forget that. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Tania? This is hard because there was a moment for my veil. You know, I had a I can't remember how many feet it was, but it was like one of those cathedral veils. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll leave I don't know. This is hard. Hard question. I know what I would say. <laughs> I know what I would say on behalf of your wedding. I would have kept the veil and left the robe. Yeah, because that robe was expensive. So, (laughs) I mean, it was cute for me to just wear it one time, but, you know. Well, that's not even what I was thinking. True. But that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking more of, like, the photos you got with it. Like, the photo you got Mm -hmm. with the veil. I feel like, you know... That was yeah. like a moment, whereas mm-hmm. like your pictures with your robe were pretty, but I don't think your like backdrop, yeah, for some of those pictures was as like, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't giving. Yeah, the veil was like, yeah, the veil was, yeah. So maybe I'll leave the robe. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that it the took veil. so long to steam the robe, I mean, that yeah. was on you. But anyways, <laughs> no, that, that was wasn't my Brittany. problem. That wasn't my problem. That wasn't my problem either. That was a Britney problem. (laughs) I wasn't the one skipping the road. I might have helped for two seconds. That was not on me. I'm glad we brought multiple steamers. But anyway. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm 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 leaving my robe. Yeah, I'm leaving my robe. I had an Amazon robe. I forgot to steam, and it was very obvious in my pictures. We could have kept that robe. We could have kept them photos too. But anyway, Felicia did a great job. Um, all right. Round three, I mean, round four, final mm-hmm. round, final round. Would you prefer to treat your bridesmaids to a spa day the day before the wedding or have a yacht day where all of the guests that have come in are just chilling on the yacht all day long or not all day, all day, but you know, like four or five hours, which one are you doing? Again, this is Desty themed. Oh my gosh. So like my first instinct was the yacht day because that's a good time. And I feel like 
everybody could enjoy that. But my girls really held it down. So they definitely needed something extra and they were definitely stressed. Um, I feel like, yeah, yeah, they can like, <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can do a spa day another time. Like it, it would have, if we had the budget, I would have definitely done a yacht with them or with our guests because that would have been an absolute mm. time. And then they could just, you know, sleep on the boat and relax, I guess, when they're done dancing. So <laughs> very true. Yeah. All right, Tania, what about you? I'm also going to go with the yacht only because, you know, during your wedding, it's hard to meet and greet and like talk to everyone and touch everyone. So that's just another way because we're secluded on a boat, you know, so we're in close quarters. And so I can take pictures with everyone. I can talk to everyone. I can thank them. I can hug them. I can dance with them, you know, so I feel like I would go with the yacht. Okay. I would do the spa day just because the, like the heat can exhaust you. And if we got to do a rehearsal later, I'm just thinking y'all are tired or y'all showing up late to the rehearsal and or the dinner the night before because y'all did too much on the yacht. And then now I'm trying to give y'all these electrolyte packets to put in your bottled water so we can get it together for the wedding. So You only live once. (laughs) But your photos should live more than once like your photos are forever <laughs> so no we need to make sure because i don't need to see the bags in the under the eyes or like y'all looking hungover in the pictures because you did too much the night the night before like we could do that the day after or we could do it earlier in the week but the night mm. before the day before i want everybody to be chill i want everybody to be relaxed because See, I didn't think that far ahead. I wasn't even thinking about all that, but you're right. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> they would definitely be tired and then not like ready for all the things the next day. So, but it's okay. They'll, that's they'll why okay. you hire. Yeah, but that's why you hire an amazing beauty team, mm. and they can get it together. The beauty team can only help so far, but I need y'all to be not hunched over. <laughs> slouching got puke in the corner of your mouth because <laughs> you did too much the night before we could turn up at the reception don't do too much before the wedding you got to pace yourself that's mm. why we gonna have the spa day mm. we need the spa day to chill and then we could turn up after just don't book your flight the next day give it like two more two and a half more days you know we can yeah. all turn up before we leave for the honeymoon. That that's that's where I'm at. But anyway, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, you mm, do whatever yeah. you want. This is a hypothetical scenario, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh goodness! But now we can go into talking about all about your wedding. Like you had a multicultural wedding. You had a multicultural wedding in another country you had a lot of guests at said multicultural wedding experience in a different country people don't you don't hear that 
You hear, oh, I'm going to have a destination wedding because I don't want a lot of people to show up. You had, tell the folks how many people you had at your wedding. Tell the folks how many people came, rather. So it was about a hundred, just shy of 180 people that came, maybe like 178. Yeah. People that came. How many did you invite? (laughs) Dangerous. (laughs) Dangerous question. Um, we invited a lot of people, even so much that I didn't even, it's a thing. Um, I invited maybe about 150 people, knowing that a lot of my people weren't going to come. But my husband definitely, at a point in time, we were just, you come, you come, you come, giving them up like candy. Because we didn't, because, yeah, we invited a lot of people. Let me just wait. Wait, so you alone invited 150 and then he had a separate group of... Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because a lot of my people... So my dad is a... Yeah. So my dad is a pastor at a church. um, And we invited all his people knowing... And they're like elderly, knowing that they would not come to the wedding. Like I knew off the bat that they weren't going to come. So it was okay. My, I'd say like about a hundred people that I thought I probably estimated that out of my people, we'd probably have like 70 show up on my side, but it was way less than that on my side. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of people. It was a lot. Okay. Well, well, let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. Okay. What made y'all say we want to have a destination wedding? Yeah. So one of the reasons why we chose destination wedding is because we both live in New York and New York is so expensive. It is expensive to breathe. It is expensive to go grocery shopping for everything. So a wedding, two weddings um, would be not a thing. It would just, we would start off our marriage in debt. Um, and that was not the wave. So we knew that we were going to do a wedding outside of New York. We weren't sure where, but definitely outside of New York to cut the cost down. And then also to cut the guests down because his family is huge. My family is pretty big too. So, um, and I, I've always been a traveler also like travel has always been my kind of therapy. Like when I do something right, I hop on a plane. When I did something wrong, I'd hop on a plane. So that would be my thing. And I just love being on group trips in general. So I knew that I wanted my wedding to kind of have that feel. So, yeah. How much time did like y'all plan the wedding? So he engaged me um, November of 2021. But I was planning way before that. <laughs> I was looking at stuff beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I think officially, like officially planning, we got engaged in November. We got married in February. So then okay. from February, yeah. <laughs> from February to, yeah. You want to ask a question? <laughs> Wait, yeah. Keep November 2021 and February 2022? Yes. And yeah, 180 we got- people? No, 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 no. So, so okay, sorry. I probably should have set 
been clear. Oh, okay. So All right. We had our, we got married before the actual destination wedding. We got married on two, 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 um, in February, because for me, like I said, five years was a long time. I didn't want to wait to get married and start my life with him. So we got married literally months after, um, he engaged me. And then we started planning the wedding together being married. Um, so I seriously started wedding planning. February, March, from March until November. That's how long we had. Okay. All right. Okay. That makes, that makes a lot more sense. Cause I'm like, yo, your people were like, all your people were ready. They had their passports ready. (laughs) They had their money. They had everything prepared. For that no. quick turnaround. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no. So from from February, like what had you accomplished at that point? And also how like involved in wedding planning was your husband? <laughs> <laughs> he was a source of emotional support. Um, <laughs> not very much. Um, not very much, but he was, he was, he was definitely there to keep me sane. And, um, yeah, by February we had, we probably narrowed it. We definitely had a hotel chain in mind and we narrowed it down to two of their locations. So that February, like the end of the February, right after we came back from the wedding is when we put the save the date deposit down um, on the actual Mm. location. Okay. And how Mm -hmm. soon after that did y'all like start sending out invitations or actually not even sending out invitations, but like send, okay. Okay. So like literally right after that, like Mm -hmm. this is what we're doing. Okay. Did y'all work with somebody for that or did y'all like just go straight into, okay. So we worked, I chose the location on my own. We did hire a wedding planner. Um, and she helped a lot with like the logistics of stuff, but it was, it was kind of difficult because, so my wedding planner was Jamaican. She was living in Jamaica. Um, so a lot of the things that we discussed Mm. while it was helpful, like she wasn't on the grounds to kind of know the ins and outs and the vendors and all the things. So the resort also gave us a a on-site coordinator. And that switched a couple times. They switched our coordinators maybe like three times total. So we'd always be working with a different person. But no, I chose a location on my own. I did my own research from before and knew that this was probably be the best hotel for our buck and for our situation, which would be a big wedding. All right. So where did you have your destination wedding? So I had my destination wedding at Moon Palace the Grand in Cancun, Mexico. Okay, so you said your wedding planner was based in Jamaica, correct? Yes. yes. So she planned it from Jamaica. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So she was a family How was that? friend. Her. Yeah. Yeah. So she was a family friend. So um so my like my family's Jamaican. Um and we knew a lot of people that got married in Jamaica. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't want to have my wedding in Jamaica because it's been done and done and done. Any excuse for Jamaicans to go to Jamaica, they take it. 
And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not having my wedding in Jamaica, but I will use um, a person that is like trustworthy um, from Jamaica to help me plan. So she came highly recommended. My family had used her in the past. Apparently like her mother grew up with my dad way back in the day somehow. I don't know. It's a very small island, but yeah. So that's how we chose her. She, her name was Kara from Petals and Promises, um, Jamaica. She was awesome. And <laughs> had she done weddings in Cancun before? It was her oh. first time planning a wedding outside of Jamaica. And that was also an issue too, because we were both learning together. Um, but she did a good job. So let's switch yeah. things a little bit. You had a multicultural wedding. What was important for y'all to keep or to have in your weddings? Because we've talked to people that have like, they're either are Nigerian or married Nigerians and they had like their white wedding. And then they had, you know, like their Nigerian wedding. But then we've heard of some that are like, no, we just had one. Like we just had elements in our wedding that kind of like nodded to it but like we didn't do like the two different ceremonies so like what was it for y'all that's like okay we're definitely doing two like why was that important for you but then also what now I'm assuming you had like Jamaican elements in your wedding too that were a nod to who you are so can you just share a little bit about that Yeah. So I can't speak for all Jamaicans. Like I can't speak for all Nigerians. Right. So for our wedding, when we discussed it, it was very important to my husband that we had two weddings. Like I've been to weddings where they did both in one and he's been to weddings where they have had both in one. And it was kind of just kind of like placed in there as a token. And he didn't want that. He wanted the full on Nigerian ceremony. And I wanted it too, because it's his culture and it's a beautiful thing. Like I've been while dating him, he took me to a couple of weddings and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, and it's also an excuse to party more, you know, like the wedding doesn't end after one day. It's like, okay, we do it again tomorrow. So I, we both love that aspect of it. So Yeah. As far as Jamaican elements in our wedding. um, So, okay. So Jamaican, like I've been to a lot of Jamaican weddings, right? And the only element that I know has to happen at a Jamaican wedding is the Jamaican black rum cake. Like you have to have the black cake, right? And that's like a non-negotiable kind of thing, right? Everything else, you know, Jamaica was colonized by the British, right? So their weddings are modeled after English weddings. They're the same, pretty much, um, except for like the black cake element, except for the food, except for the music that's being played, right? So when it came to the Jamaican aspect of our wedding, there was a lot of creative freedom (laughs) that I took, a lot of liberties. Um, When we could play Bob Marley, we did. Um, we definitely made sure that they made like jerk pork and jerk chicken at the, um, reception. Um, you know, like there was, there was things that we put in there that made it uniquely me and Jamaican, but as far as the Nigerian wedding aspect, like that's scripted, like all of that stuff (laughs) is very like, you have to do this, 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 and that. So, and obviously you have to be 
you have to have some kind of room for modification because you're not in Nigeria. Even if you were here in New York, there has to be room for modification because you're not in that country. So when we sat down together, we had a discussion and he was like, okay, I want this. And I spoke to his mom and then she said, okay, I want this. And we kind of just fused them together and did the parts that we could. And the other parts that we didn't do, it was just like, we were creative, you know? For example, like when it comes to, like you said, the gifts, right? The favors. In an American or English wedding, like we probably have one staple favor that we give to people as just like, thanks for coming to our wedding, you know? But in Nigerian culture, it's like a whole bag of stuff that you get when you go to a Nigerian wedding. So it's like, and some of it isn't necessarily related to the wedding. It's just the family showing their appreciation for you coming to this ceremony. Um, So us trying to figure out how to bring a crap ton of stuff (laughs) with us to give out in these bags um, at the welcome dinner was a thing. Like I literally had to, I had 10 bridesmaids. He had 14 groomsmen, right? So we basically said like, hey guys, you need to save space in your luggage for us. We had family members saving space in their luggage for us so that we could transport all of the gifts that we were then going to give them (laughs) for the Nigerian wedding. So that's one example of like (laughs) something that needed to happen. And his mom was not hearing it. I was like, you know, we have a real, we had a really nice like OD in love. Oh, okay. So our wedding hashtag was OD in love for like the New York slang, like OD. And then our names, Osahini and Danielle, OD in love. It was very cute. And we had it on our tumblers. <laughs> Thank you. And um, it was a really nice black matted tumbler with like gold lettering. It was gorgeous. And we spent like a nice amount of money on it. And I was like, mom, like to him, to his mom mom, this is beautiful. Like people will be happy with just this really nice tumbler. And she was like, no, we are going to, we are going to bring a whole bunch of stuff. And so we had to go to Nigeria and buy like different trinkets from the Lagos market and stuff like that to have a bag full of things to give to our guests because that was customary. Right. Another thing is even the gifts, like the dowry that they have to give. And I'd say dowry in quotes, cause it's not necessarily a dowry. It's more so symbolic when they basically try to pay for the bride price, which is paying for me to marry their son. Right. Cause I'm a commodity. I'm, I'm awesome. Right. So they need to pay a certain amount of money um, to marry me. So essentially like in a traditional Nigerian wedding, the family also gives gifts to my family, to the bride's family to show their appreciation, to show like, we can take care of your daughter kind of thing. So with that, we had to be creative. We couldn't bring like, I don't know if you've seen the videos, but (laughs) there's some videos of people like wheeling in carts of like stuff to give the bride's family. We couldn't do all that, but we had like really nice China sets with stuff inside that we had to be creative um, for that aspect of it. Um, My favorite um, thing that we did during the Nigerian wedding was so there's, there's this part where they have, like in an Edo um, tradition, because my um, husband is Edo, his family is Edo, and there's like Benin traditions that you have to do during the wedding. So one of the my favorite Benin 
um, traditions is like the fake bride. So essentially before I came out as a bride, two other brides had to go in before me and pretend to be me. So they had on the same kind of color that I had on. They had on the red, it was a red dress that I had to wear for that ceremony. They had on the red dress, they had on a veil and they had to walk in and my husband had to basically inspect them and say like, uh, no, she's too tall or she walks funny or something like that to basically say like, we can't, she's, she's not my wife. I'm not here for her. Um, so um, then we had to do that. So two of my bridesmaids came out dressed like me and he had to deny them and deveil them and say, no, you're not the one. Go, go home. Like <laughs> it was really funny. But that's a tradition and that had to happen as well. And I think I only heard about that one because of Portia's wedding from Rebels oh. of Atlanta. Because yes. I saw that <laughs> from her ceremony, that part of the ceremony. And I was like, ah, never knew. Now, Tania, you probably have, but all of this is new to yes. me. Yes. So. <laughs> Granted, I mean, like the traditions are very different, you know, um, but but yes. Yes. But you're still more, I feel like, aware of them than, mm-hmm. say, I would be. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I love that, though. Yes. Yeah. It was great. It was really cool. Okay. Um, yes, I, I think one of the ways that we also play the Jamaican tradition inside the actual Nigerian wedding, because we had, like, the Nigerian wedding ceremony first, and then we had a reception, which was kind of like the reception for all weddings, because we didn't have two full-on receptions. We decided that what we were going to do is have the Nigerian ceremony on Saturday, have a reception on Saturday, and then for the white wedding the next day, we would just have the ceremony and like a quick like reception so that people could enjoy their vacation, but that didn't end up happening because people were having such a good time that they decided to stay. Um, but going back, so one Jamaican tradition that we did when I was when I was entering um, as the real bride, um, they they throw money on you, they spray you with money essentially um, to show their appreciation. And while I was coming down, they put a bridge in front of me and said like, "Oh, she's coming all the way from Jamaica. She needs extra travel fee." please kick your pockets out. Please spray her with more money because she's coming all the way there. (laughs) And they started like playing like Jamaican music and like they've played um, one love for the both of us coming in together. And it was, it was a lot of creative freedom and everybody loved it. Like everybody was happy with what we were able to do. So it was very beautiful. Oh, that's, that sounds like such a good time. Yeah. I especially love the spraying part. My husband and I were sprayed at our wedding and Oh yes. yes, Love it. Love it all. (laughs) (laughs) Now question, because y'all were in Cancun and Mm -hmm. I know African people just in general, the food needs to be on point. And I know Nigerian food needs to be on point. So in all the way in Cancun, did they do our people right? So what happened was, though, (laughs) so honestly, we only had one true Nigerian dish in, um, and it was the jollof rice, right? And they tried. They tried their best. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was. Really, oh no. They tried. They tried. So they oh actually no. had. Yeah. Yeah. They tried. They had a Jamaican restaurant on site. They have a, a hotel there, a chain, sorry, a chain in Jamaica. So they can cook pretty decent Jamaican food. Like we had escovich fish. We had um, jerk chicken and we had jerk pork. And that was really good because I guess the chef, you know, trains people to make those foods. We had the jollof rice. And when we came for the tasting on the Friday, on the Thursday, we tried it and it was seasoned really, really well. They, They seasoned it really well, but it was not like, you know how it's like tomato pasty kind of, it didn't have that. Mm -hmm. It didn't have tomato paste. And we told them when we tasted it, we were like, Hey, like it needs more tomatoes in this to make it more, you know, Mm -hmm. they they Mm -hmm. tried even, Mm -hmm. even in the actual wedding, it it wasn't, it wasn't perfect, but they tried, they tried, (laughs) they tried their best. You know what? (laughs) We give them an A for effort. (laughs) That's what I was thinking too. An A for effort because they, you know, yeah, but that's what I was, you know, because, you know, African people, oh my gosh, the food is not on point. They will let you know and they will not be shy about it. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, but okay. All right. I just had to ask. I wasn't sure if, you know, y'all brought in a chef. Honestly, if we could, but we it's would. Okay. <laughs> if we could, we would, honestly, because that is such mm-hmm. an important aspect and that's the part of the reason why we chose it really is because like moon palace one of their things is like food they're a very food like when i was doing research it kept on coming up as being a food hotel like there's so many different foods and they're all very very good so i knew with not just nigerians but with jamaicans like we do not play when it comes to food like that's a thing so we made sure that when we were deciding on the hotels that we chose one that was known for their food even if it wasn't nigerian the food in general was just good so yeah well that's good that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black people don't play about food too. I just want to throw that out there. But I mean, yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yes. So, was there something you learned about like planning a destination wedding that maybe you did not know or didn't take into consideration beforehand? Like something that maybe you took for granted or maybe you just something you didn't realize like, oh, this is something that you have to do in this way or can't do in this way. A bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff that I wish I knew. But if I were to choose a few, it would be not to invite as many people as we did because I felt like people... People were itching to leave because of COVID. They were ready to take a vacation. So I feel like if I were to do that over, I probably wouldn't have invited as many people as we did because um, it was a whole situation. And it's also a cultural thing too that I wasn't aware of. I feel like with the Nigerian aspect, like everybody's invited. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a thing where, you know, it doesn't matter if they have enough chairs for you, you will stand. You know, it's fine. You're invited. You come enjoy. Right. That's their mindset. And for our mindset, it wasn't necessarily the same thing. It was like, you know, if you run out of chairs, it looks a certain way on the family. You know what I'm saying? So like when it comes to those traditions, 
if I knew that it was going to get crazy towards the end when it came to people, I would have definitely reined in on the invites and I would have made sure that my husband actually wrote the list (laughs) that we spoke about, um, like how I wrote my list. So if I could change that, yes. As far as like destination weddings too, it's people say that destination weddings are definitely more affordable than regular weddings. And they are for us, like have it costs about the same as if we were to have maybe one wedding in New York is how much we spent mm. for two in Cancun. So okay. honestly, it was it was it was pretty pricey. It was pretty pricey. And if I knew that they were going to nickel and dime us for all these things, I, I wish I knew that because then I would have, you know, done better with budgeting and planning what was more important. And I wish I knew <laughs> that um, they could up and change our space if they needed to. So one of the spaces that we booked, uh, yeah, <laughs> one of the spaces that we booked um, for our Nigerian wedding, it was like a terrace right? And it had a roof. It was a beautiful, large space. And when we went there, I saw it and I was like, yeah, that's perfect. They decided that they wanted to build a restaurant in that space. So yes. <laughs> all of the weddings, yes. So all of the weddings that were supposed to happen in that space during that time period or whatever were canceled. They were like, sorry, the hotel went above us. It's above me. <laughs> The hotel decided to build a restaurant in that space, so we need to find you a new space. And because of that, we were we were put in a really nice space anyway, which is good, yeah. but it didn't have a roof. So, and our wedding, our Nigerian wedding was from 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. So we were out in the sun um, for a good portion of the wedding. Ooh. Yeah. And they wanted to charge us for the tent, which I was not trying to pay because y'all screwed us over. And I was like, you know, there's things in the contract that you have to look over when you're planning a destination wedding. You have to be very intentional about looking over the contract and not signing it until you are fully aware of what you are signing because they will pull out, like they were able to look at their contract and be like, it says um, subject to availability or something like that, right? In the contract, it's there, in there, you know? And, and the way how they put right, it is, right. right? The way how they put it is not like plain and understandable. It's somewhere up in there, you know, hidden. And if you're not a lawyer, you won't you won't be able to kind of recognize that, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So I wish I knew that. <laughs> I wish I knew that part because then I would have probably changed some things around. Looking back on it now, I kind of wish I had the tent. So if I could change some things around to make more money for the tent and put my pride aside, Mm -hmm. I would. So things like that, when it comes to budgeting, I wish I knew. Cultural wise, I wish I knew in advance so I would be able to limit the guest list. Yeah. And then one other thing that I wish I knew, planning a destination wedding. And this is one thing that like, I didn't think it was going to affect me the way it did was I wish I gave everybody a blank slate. Basically saying like, He could come, but he can't, he shouldn't, or might not. You know, I had certain people in my head that I was like, they're definitely coming, you know, and these people would come to me and say, and and they would come to me and say, I'm not going to miss it for the world, girl. I'm going to be there. And they would say it to my face and they would hype me up. And I'm like, yes, definitely coming. And they didn't come. 
you know, and it crushed me more than I thought it would. Because people say when you have a destination wedding, people are going to, not everybody's going to come. And I'm like, yeah, I know that, but these are my people. You know what I'm saying? So for me, for them basically saying like, oh, we're not going to come or didn't reply to me at all. That really, yeah, that really took a toll on me. So I wish I knew to give everybody a blank slate and not expect everybody to come. Like, just let them basically tell me or not and show me if they were coming or not. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Oh, you learned so much while planning a wedding um, or planning just a huge event just in general. You learn so much about people Mm because people are people, you know, and they fall short at all times. Yeah. You learn a lot. You definitely learn a lot. And I'm sorry that 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 happened. Yeah, that disappointment is real. And only therapy helps. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That's real. Therapy got me through, like, the planning process, to be honest. You know, that's that's what I had to do because it was a lot. It was a lot. So yeah, yeah. same. Um, <laughs> let's yeah. See. Uh, going back a little bit about just a few more questions. So going back a little bit about budget, did you have a realistic budget in mind? Like when you went in or were you just like way off at the end of the day? Um, what's way off? <laughs> like 10,000? Well, Cause we were, we well, were about 10. So, okay. So that's not too, too bad. I mean, I mean that's not bad at all. That is yeah, not I was bad very unrealistic with my budget overall. Um, mm-hmm. okay. But that was because I didn't know how much things cost. But mm-hmm. we talked to a lot of folks that are like, when we kind of ask a similar question, they're like, yeah, we're at the high end of our budget or like we've gone over. And it's like, of course you have. Yeah. You have. <laughs> because... Because stuff starts adding up and yeah. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. We were about 10,000. 10,000 kind of. Yeah. 10,000 feels like you had a realistic idea in mind and then some stuff just kind of like pushed it over. So, yeah. Okay. And I think we were, we were very strategic with the wedding um, location, right? Because mm-hmm. at the palace, it's essentially like you get money back for having your wedding there. A certain amount of people, if you bring a certain amount of people, every night they stay, you get money towards your wedding, essentially. So that's a part of the reason why we chose that location is because we knew we were going to have a lot of people. We knew that these people were going to stay a decent amount of time. So it benefited us to have a bigger wedding when it came to paying off certain things. And you could only use that money within the wedding. So we were able to then just turn around and then put that forward into the wedding. But like, we still had difficulties having a big wedding because of space and stuff like that, you know? But as far as paying, mm-hmm. we didn't pay per plate. So that was ideal. We paid for other things. We paid for um, chairs and tables because they give you, so what they don't tell you is, they say you have a free wedding, but they give you, the stuff for the free wedding is like very basic <laughs> white yeah. chair. <laughs> tables white tablecloth but it's like no 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 <laughs> um, our, our wedding theme was tropical royalty and it was after like coming to america type situation um so there's no way that we were going to sit down on some white tables and white chairs and white thing no 
It was <laughs> so we had to pay for like, you know, nicer stuff. Um, and that's where the money came in when we had to buy nicer tables, nicer chairs, nice, like gold chargers, gold, well, gold, um, gold um, forks and knives and stuff like that. That's where the money went. It did not come per plate. It was per decor things. That makes sense. Yeah. And yes, those little yeah. details do matter. Like mm-hmm. you may be like, oh, I want to spend another, but then it's like, you got to think about it. What them pictures going to look like with that memory you walking by and seeing them silver utensils and seeing them white linen tablecloths mm-hmm. it's your tropical royalty <laughs> how do you have white in his tropical royalty how does this make sense <laughs> i do want to ask like you know because my husband he is a let's just say he's smart with his money and so mm-hmm. he will want to call several companies and find out pricing did y'all have an option you know, being that it was a destination wedding, um, because, you know, the decor and like with your theme, you know, like I know that you all wanted, you know, like very specific things. And so did you all like, you know, or like, were you all able to call different companies and price matching, you know, mm-hmm. price check, or it was just one company, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. So no, we, so one of the things about booking a palace um, wedding is you have to use their vendors or they charge you a vendor fee. So the vendor fee was high. It was like a thousand dollars per vendor per day. Um, so yeah. Oh my gosh. Correct. And that's how they put you in that box of using their people because you're not going to pay a thousand dollars to have somebody else come in and then their, then their prices, you know what I'm saying? So no, we didn't, we, and the money that we got back for people staying for those nights could only be used on their vendors and their things. Right. So that, that money that we earned from their staying at the hotel had to be used on their products. So no, we weren't able to shop around when it came to um, the best price on things at all. At all. Mm. So yeah. I guess that's uh, definitely a pro or a con to have yeah. a destination wedding. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Pro in the sense that we it was less work for us in that way of shopping around. But also, like, I feel like if we were to have our wedding at a place in Mexico that wasn't a resort, like, we wouldn't be able to necessarily trust the vendors that we were getting. And I, I felt like that's true because I didn't have my wedding planner in Mexico, choosing these places and knowing who these places were and how good their stuff was, at least with the hotel and the resort stuff, we knew that there was quality things. Cause then otherwise they wouldn't be connected to the hotel, you know? So true. it was a good true. thing, but also a very pricey, pricey thing. Mm. Yeah. But one thing I well, did pay, Sorry. One thing I was willing to pay that vendor fee for was my makeup artist, because that's one thing I was like, I am. I did a trial at the hotel and it was Uh horrible. And I was like, no way. (laughs) I will. And we actually didn't have to end up paying it for him. Thank God. We only paid for his day pass to enter the resort, which was like three hundred dollars. 
But yeah, think. I, but I would be willing to pay for it because that's one thing I was not trying to know. <laughs> and how did you find your makeup artist? Yeah, I googled. <laughs> I googled. I Instagrammed. I looked around, and he's like, <laughs> he is the the like in Cancun. He's his name is Ivan Crispin. He's the like melanated person in Cancun. Like he's that's his claim to fame. So he literally books black brides and black parties and stuff like that. That like people seek after him because he's just that good at doing our skin. So very talented. Mm. Mm-hmm. So when you did the trial, was that like when you were there for the wedding or did you come before and do a trial with them? Yes. So I came in May to taste the food myself, (laughs) to see the actual Mm -hmm. venues myself Mm -hmm. so that I could have just like a peace of mind. And my my wedding planner basically asked, told us that she could do it, but I didn't feel comfortable. I Mm -hmm. wanted to do it myself. So um, I I, made a trip. Yeah. We made a trip out in May to go there. And we didn't actually stay at the resort because it would be too pricey. We stayed at the sister resort and we went to the resort for a day um, to try all the food, to do a makeup trial, to videotape all of the locations. And when I went there for mm-hmm. that, I did the makeup trial with both Ivan, the guy who I ended up choosing and with the resort. So when I did the resort one, I was like, Mm-mm. and then when I did his, <laughs> It was really, really well done. So I then booked him again for my wedding in um, November. I'm glad he was available. That's perfect. Yes. Oof. Mm-hmm. He's a hot commodity. Dang. Okay. So now, so now I have like, okay, I think we have like one, two more questions, but then that just made me think of one more. So, okay, perfect. Um, I got that. So what do you do then for... Okay. So what'd you then do for your hair? So I mean, that like, I've seen was, the pictures, but for like people that, that don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I did. So I, I basically came up with what I was going to do with my hair a month before the wedding. Cause I was just stressing and trying different methods because I didn't want it to be a situation where I did not trust the hotel with my, after I saw what they did with makeup, I was like, ain't no way. So mm-hmm. I knew that it would have to be a situation where I had to be able to do it myself or one of my bridal people would be able to finesse. So what I ended up doing was, Mm -hmm. so I had like Fulani braids in the front of my head. And then in the back of my head, I had tracks. So for the Nigerian wedding and for the rest of the vacation, I had um, clip-in, like wavy clip-ins to put in the back um, of my hair Mm -hmm. when I had like the Fulani braids. So it was a perfect vacation hairstyle. We know this. And then it was perfect for the Nigerian wedding because it's braids, you know, it's fine. Like I was able to dress them up and I needed something that was mm-hmm. flexible. Because I had to wear the gele, um, which is like the African headpiece. And I had to wear the coral beads for the first ceremony, which is another African headpiece. So I had to have something that was able to like take out and put in and do things. Um, so I had... Mm-hmm. Right. So when it was time for my white wedding, I took out my um, the, tr- the clip-ins in the back and then I put on a wig over the braids in the front and it was perfect. It was like, and then when it was over, I took off the wig and then <laughs> put back in the, um, the wavy hair. It was very innovative <laughs> and it worked. 
It worked. It worked. I was very stressed. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yes. And your photos were gorgeous. Your photos, your videos, just everything was like, I mean, I, I, after doing this for so long, it's like, you know, there's always something that comes up. There's always something that goes wrong when it comes to weddings, but it's like the pictures and the videos should never show it. And yours mm. definitely didn't. Like it, it looked like there were so many, like so much more like stuff went well. You know, there was more positive than there were negative. <laughs> I'm glad it looks that way. <laughs> that's great. That's a good, that's good. <laughs> what did, um, so throughout this whole process, like what did you learn about yourself? But that also, what did you learn about your husband? Like whether it's in how y'all supported each other through it, whether it's something that you went through that you didn't realize that you could go through or see yourself on the other side of this. Just because weddings, I feel like are also very good teaching moments. So I'm always curious. Oh, man. What did I learn about my husband during this process? Um, he's not a planner. Like when we were dating, I knew that like the planning dates thing would be you know, a 50-50 thing, but in general, like he is not, 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 not a planner, like at all. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that you would be my emotional support through this thing because you're not, you're not helping. <laughs> um, I also learned that like he has a very soft spot for his, his mom and like I, I, that I've never seen when we were dating that is, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's definitely a beautiful thing. Um, But I felt like during the actual planning, you know, when I was like, babe, I think you should, you know, say this or whatever. He was like, "Uh." (laughs) because, you know, I felt like he came from a um, single parent household. So his mom is like an amazing, amazing woman that you know, raised two boys and had a whole community Mm -hmm. to help her do it. Right. So Mm -hmm. again, it's a cultural thing. So with their community, everybody that helped everybody that was a part of his life has to come, you know what I'm saying? And there will be times where it's like, okay, but this person hasn't paid yet, you know, and, and what do we like, there would be tough conversations that needed to be happening that I had to, you know, put on my big girl pants and be like, okay, mom, Let's talk, you know, and, and with this situation in, in, in particular. So I learned that, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, when, when it comes to, I guess, planning things or whatever, I'm going to have to put on my big girl pants and have those conversations versus like, you know, you do it, babe. Like, you know, and, it, and it's good because it also bonded our relationship as well. Like I um, was a lot closer to her during the wedding and after the wedding because we had to have conversations and like you know so yeah (laughs) that's good though yeah you really do learn about family dynamics i feel like (laughs) a little bit more intimately as you go through this process some of it may have been stuff you were aware of and some of it could be a complete surprise (laughs) yes yes i totally agree (laughs) totally agree Okay, so Danielle, for our last question, do you have any advice for those 
couples out there who want to have a multicultural wedding destination style? Like, is there anything that you would like to tell them like, hey, this is a good idea. However, I want you to think about this and I want you to think about that. Like, is there anything else that you would like to give some advice to our couples? Yeah. Um, I feel like you have to be flexible. You have to be flexible when you're having a cultural wedding in general, but even more so when you're having one in a different country that neither of you are from. Um, you have to be creative. You have to be willing to sit down and have conversations with people from that culture and literally like take out your notepad. And then after you have a conversation with the parents and the aunties that need to see these things, then you take it home and then you discuss it with your husband. There was a lot of things that my mother-in-law and aunties wanted to see that my husband either just didn't pay attention to when he went to weddings because he's a guy <laughs> and he didn't realize that, you know, this is something that they do. And he didn't necessarily want that to happen because he was just like, eh, I, I could do without that, you know? So I think having the discussion with your partner, you know, and then having a discussion outside of the marriage and then finding a way to kind of fuse those together so that everybody is happy um, is essential. I think not coming in with preconceived notions is really, really important too. Because what you think you saw on like, you know, YouTube or whatever is well and good, but also you also need to know like the meaning behind things. If is should things be said, should things not be said, like knowing just coming with a blank slate and be willing to learn and be willing to listen and then go from there, um, I think is very important. And don't like feel like at the end of the day, it's your wedding, right? So if there's a part of your culture that doesn't necessarily sit right with you or whatever, like be vocal about that, you know, say it because that person is looking out for you and what you want ultimately. So that's important. Just like communication in general, just communicate everything um, with your person, with your person's family, you know, tell them what you're thinking, let them tell you what they're thinking because we can't read minds. Right. I think also like it can be done. It's not done very often because what I try to do the research to see like, has Nigerian weddings been done in Mexico? No, I didn't see it anywhere at all. So that just gave me an opportunity to be the one to do it and be the one to then, you know, do my own thing and be innovative about it. And if you are able to put in the time and the effort, anything can be done. You can find a way over that like mountain. It can be done. You just need time and help. And I think like ask for help. <laughs> definitely, definitely ask for help. I am not a person that asks for help easily. And um, when I wasn't getting the support that I thought I would get from other people, it gave me a new opportunity to bring other people in that I didn't think would be available to me in that way. And they were. And it just makes my relationship with them even that much better because I was able to lean on them, you know, when I didn't think I was, you know, it, it's a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful relationship that we have now because they were there for us during the time that we needed them the most. Right. It's a wonderful thing. So ask for help, ask for help mm -hmm. and have them say that they can't help you. Don't assume and just, yeah, have fun. Like it, it's, 
it's hard to say have fun, but like when it's over and you look back and it's like, dang, I really wish I had more fun dealing with that because once it's over, it's over. And it's like, you know, it's one of those things that you cannot get back and enjoy. And um, so, yeah, enjoy it while you're in it. Try to stretch it out as many days as possible. Have that welcome dinner. Have that whatever. Because that one day wedding thing, it's like it's done. When it's done, it's done. You know what I'm saying? So try to stretch out. <laughs> do different activities. Do it different days. You know, like stretch it. <laughs> you want to be in that moment. You want to be in that moment. You want to enjoy. And all these people, oh my gosh. One thing about a destination wedding too is like seeing all of these people that are here in this country that got their passports together, that did all these things to be here for you in this moment is the one of the most beautiful things I have ever experienced in my life. Like it was so much support and so much love. It's like love to the ultimate level, seeing all those people, 180 people there to celebrate you and your marriage. Like it's like unheard. Of. And it doesn't, it doesn't need to be 180. It could be 50. It could be 10. But these people went out of their way to do this for you and be here for you. That is like the best gift ever. Like it's, it's an amazing feeling. It's awesome. So yeah, enjoy it. It's, it's great. It's going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot, but yeah. No, but that was really, really good, good advice because I'm a, I'm a, these are things that a lot of people don't think about. So yes, thank you so much for sharing that with us. We really, really enjoyed hearing all about your wedding. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes, you're welcome. No problem. Yeah. That last piece definitely was a word for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. All right. So we're going to move into to the wedding vendor love. So Danielle, who would you like to shout out this week? I'm going to shout out my wedding planner, Kara from Petals and Promises. She is awesome. Um, definitely book her if you're having a wedding in Jamaica. Now she has experience outside of Jamaica, so you can book her with that too. She's really great and it, it, it helps to have help, you know? So yeah, go Kara. Hey Kara, if you hear me. <laughs> Yes, it definitely helps to have some help, especially someone who knows exactly what they're doing. (laughs) Yes. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? The vendor I'm shouting out this week is Her Story Bridal and Design. This is a bespoke wedding gown company that will create a design for you. I love her tagline. It's sharing a story and creating a memory one bridal gown at a time. I know this isn't a thing for a lot of us, but sometimes, you know, we have our mom's wedding dress or our grandmother's wedding dress or an aunt or someone that means a lot to us. And we want to implement that, whether it's in our own gown or maybe it's in a rehearsal dinner look or a second look or even a bridal shower look. Her story works with vintage pieces. So even if, say, you wanted to take your mom's gown and bring it to 2023 or 2024, she can help you. She's based out of New Jersey. However, she works with a wide range of clients. Um, And I believe she can work with you as well, no matter where you are. Um, Custom gowns start at $9.75, which is a really good price Point. She also has off-the-rack gowns that range between $100 to $750, which is also really great. Um, she 
also has like vintage gowns and gowns that have been previously worn. So if sustainability is your thing, or if you're just trying to really be budget conscious, that may be something you want to look into, or even if you want to possibly donate your gown. Um, and like I mentioned, she does vintage redesign. This is a black woman owned business. And yeah, I just highly, I, I love what she's doing. I think this is amazing. Her name is Miranda. She has gone to school for this. She, she may be exactly what you've been looking for when it comes to bridal gowns. So again, her name is Her Story Bridal and Design. You can find her on Instagram and on Facebook at Her Story B-A-N-D-D. Of course, we will tag her and yeah, that's it. Look her up. Who are you shouting out, Tania? Yeah, so this week I'm shouting out a videographer team. Forever Cotman Films is owned by Chrissy and Gerard. They are a husband and wife, and that's Forever, C-O-T-T-M-A-N, Films, F-I-L-M-S. Chrissy and Gerard would love to capture your day. So if you are in need of a videographer team, please look them up, especially if you are in the Maryland area. All right, that's who I had this week. Definitely. So Danielle, where can people find you if they want to know more, if they want to see your wedding photos and videos, or if they just want to follow you? Because they're now drawn in by you and your personality from this conversation. Where can they find you? <laughs> so because of the planning on my destination wedding was like so much time and it was so much effort or whatever, I really want to help other brides that are doing the same thing, especially if you're planning a Nigerian wedding or a cultural wedding at a destination like Mexico or, you know, any destination really. So because of the planning of my wedding, I created It Takes Two TV, which is essentially a YouTube channel. It's also a Instagram handle and a TikTok handle where I basically go on and I documented my wedding kind of from the beginning and then post-wedding, I'm posting a lot of stuff like tips to help brides out that are kind of in the same boat as me and don't really know what to do or where to go and need more help than the wedding planner that they, or don't want a wedding planner and want to save some coins, you know? Um, so there's a lot of things that I'm building up in that brand. Um, I'm going to do like courses eventually that can help people out. Um and I do YouTube videos on It Takes Two TV. So just like, yeah, follow me and see all the things. It Takes Two TV. Our last name is Ayanru. So another one of our hashtags <laughs> was It Takes Two Ayanru. Um, and we have the It Takes Two to make a thing in the song for our, um, <laughs> for our <laughs> bridal party entrance. So yes, It Takes Two TV. Oh, that's cute. Thank you. <laughs> it Takes Two TV on YouTube, on Instagram, on um not Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok. YouTube. Yes. <laughs> follow me. Yeah. Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much again um, for being on with us today. I feel like you've given a very realistic perspective, a very honest perspective, and we just truly, truly appreciate that. Thank you, thank you so much for having me again. I love you guys and your podcast and your things like it's awesome that what you're doing for the community and I'm, I'm all for it so yeah i want y'all to go to find.huidu.com and look at our vendor list everyone that we've shouted out 
for the entire three plus years that we've been on air, everything's there. Yes. And not only are all of the vendors we've ever shouted out are on there, all of the wedding vendors we've had on as guests are on there as well. So you can find more information about them and their lovely vendor services on find.huidu.com. And don't forget to leave us a review, follow us on social, you know, we're Hue I Do Wed everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm sure I'm missing one, but basically if you're there, we're there. <laughs>